And as there's a break uh, here in the game uh, between Dermot and, and, and Robbie due to a bit of an injury picked up by Robbie, we're delighted to be joined here uh, by Development Officer with the Handball uh, Association, a Wexford woman a long way from home, Margaret Gore. You're, is it Margaret or Marguerite? Marguerite. Marguerite, Marguerite. we better get, to, get it right. You're welcome to County Clare. It's, it's lovely to be here, I have to say. It's great county. I've seen beautiful parts of the county over the weekend. Um, and the handball, fair play to everybody involved with the handball in Clare. The job that they have done this weekend and getting the alleys prepared, the officials in charge, everyone at the hospitality, everything has just been spectacular. And it's a credit to everyone in Clare that was involved in it. Yes, I'm Regional Development Officer of GA Handball and Clare is one of my counties. So my role would be that um, we're looking to develop and grow handball and we're looking to start really at the grassroots level again and start with schools. So our role is to um, get more schools involved and get more teachers trained up yeah. to get handball back into the schools because we're 100 years old next year and the World Championships are also on in Ireland for the first time since 2012. So it's a fantastic platform for us to be able to launch handball again. And it's a traditional game as well here in Ireland. And let's be honest, we've all probably played handball over the years in some shape or form. We've all hit a wall, a ball off a wall. So we're all handballers somewhere along the line. Um, look, Clare is one of the strong counties in Ireland. They're reaped in history when it comes to handball. They have some fantastic clubs. It's, um, it's a sport for life and it's for every age and every ability. We have seen women take the game up at 30 and 40 years of age. We've seen men winning All-Irelands at 70 and 80 years of age. We've kids at two and three and they're mad to play handball. If your child plays handball, they're going to be good at any other sport because the eye and hand coordination the GA handball gives you will just it, it'll bring you on in, in every other game that you play. There's no better sport that I know of in Ireland for a child to play and to help improve their balance, their coordination, their agility, their movement, their flexibility. It's, it's a game for life. And Marguerite, in your role as a regional development officer, I presume, would you be going around to all the schools to try and encourage people to join the local club? Well, what we do is we, we offer a teachers in service training day. So it's an hour and a half course where we go in and we train the teachers in the school how to play basic handball in their pee. So we train up the teachers and then the teachers then can turn around and play handball in their school. So we give them an 18 week lesson plan. So everything is basically laid out for the teacher. All they have to do is come on the teachers in service training course. And we will be setting that up with Clear Sports Partnership into the new year. So if you're a primary school teacher or a secondary school teacher, and you'd like to introduce handball into your school, get in contact with Clear Sports Partnership, or you can look me up on gahandball.ie, send me an email, and we'll set something up for your school. And Marguerite, obviously, you know, facilities, you know, um, a few and far between. The Eddies, there is enough Eddies. Obviously, it's a, a common team around that there is enough Eddies. What can be done, you know, because there is a lot of young people, and the more and more they come, they'll want to be playing the game, but if they're not, if the facilities aren't there, how can that be uh, counteracted? Well, it's just about, I suppose, a club getting a good structure in place and they having the proper 
times laid out for the kids. Look, let's be realistic. We're not going to see Ball Alley 60 by 30 yeah, or 40 by 20 yeah. coming up like mushrooms. As much as we <laughs> would love to see him, it's not going to. But we have wall ball, which is the fastest growing version of handball. Um, and we're seeing this. It's played all across Europe. It's played in Australia, Japan, America, South America. It's it's just it's growing so so fast. And look, every school has a wall. Every handball court has outside space. We have we have the space. We just have to make it adaptable. We can play on a flat surface. We can play on blocks. There's, there's multiple ways we can play. I have seen schools and they're adapting the wall ball court to the space that they have and the kids are loving it. So we might not have the court popping up and going to be built, but we have plenty of access to community centres and we have plenty of access to sports halls. So we just have to make use of that space. I was, I was rattling on myself about the school's possibilities there a couple of hours ago when we started off a broadcast because my background is primary, primary teaching and I wish I was 30 years younger and have these, this coming in and we're getting the lesson plans and the training and the whole lot to do it. But the, we've, we've that covered fairly well. The international dimension, you mentioned Japan and other countries there, is it exactly the same rules in all the countries? Because if it is, it's, the international dimension for this could be, could be massive if it keeps growing. Oh, it is, it is, and it's growing in other countries. Um, even in the Middle East there, now we have interest on how they can get handball clubs set up in the Middle East. So it's, it's growing rapidly. Yes, there would be different variations on the rules. Yeah. Um, and they're not much different. They're just small variations on the rule, but uh, the general concept is... To but you, you could devise a game that could be maybe a tournament every few years whereby the, the rules would be amended to suit maybe all bring all together in a competition. Well, the World maybe, Championship yeah. would be... Yeah, would which be, is already yeah, the case. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. but to hear the I mean, we knew America would have it and maybe Australia, but to hear Japan and Middle East possibilities, is, you know, it, is, it opens up a huge Oh, it's, it's opening up yeah. a, a, just a, a whole world of... Yeah. Um, the next hundred years yeah. is going to be... Very, very bright for handball. Agreed. We were talking about the, you know, the participation or the help or the support from the GA. You know, seeing that handball is part of the the charter since 1884. But in terms of development, right, and and, and in your role of development officer, will you be looking for more support, maybe from not only GA but from the government to promote this? Well, Sports Ireland, Sports Ireland will be very good, and the GA themselves are very, very good to handball. But like any other sport yes you're always looking for outside help to help grow and develop your sport but um, we are seeing a great shift in the GA and we are seeing a great shift in people other GA people looking at handball now and the benefits that it brings to hurling and camogie and to football overall so I think GA clubs are now saying okay how do we get in on this handball scene because as you see earlier on Mark Rogers Claire, Claire Mann, yeah. one young hurler of the year. I remember Mark coming up through the juvenile scene and he was always going to be a, a top handballer, which yeah. he was, yeah. but he's also now top hurler. Young Billy Drennan there with Kilkenny as yeah. well, another fantastic young hurler and handballer. So I think for clubs, GA clubs themselves, to have handball facilities, they're looking now to get these courts back up and get them open because the benefits is, well, look, the benefits is there, we're all seeing it. And also, you know, obviously the ladies game has come on to a new level, Marguerite, and I presume you'll be pushing that for more, you know, and especially, you know, for equality in the 2020 that was there a number of years ago. What more can be done 
uh, to push that game that game on. Well, we're lucky now we have um, we have a female committee, national female committee there that are overseeing what's best for ladies handball and they're looking at other possibilities and other avenues that we can promote the game in. But ladies handball, the level of skill and talent in it has, has risen massively over the last couple of years. And even this tournament, we have seen young juveniles, the 17, 18, 19 year old girls have now moved into that field as well. And the talent is coming in there is just massive. Um, as regards the um, ladies equality, GA Handball have actually, across all our committees, we have met the gender gender equality, so we have matched as 60-40. Yeah. Um, so we, we have, we're, we're very much gender-based, um, and ladies handball is just growing massively itself. And Katrina Casey is still the, 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 the bear, she even rose the bear even further again today, I think, to a new, a new level. And I suppose that's what the top players do. When the top players get under pressure, they seem to find that extra gear and they're able to push on. But that's great because when a player like Katrina pushes on, everyone else has to find a follower as well. So that just raises the game. And we've been lucky over the number of years in Ireland, we had a great rivalry between Martina McMahon and yeah. Katrina Casey. And their rivalry just elevated ladies' handball and it made everyone behind come up to that level as well. So now, the, now they've pushed on again, so the level will continue to rise and rise and rise. Martina, you said you're involved in, uh, in the with the regional here in Clare. What other, what other uh, counties are you taking uh, is in your remit? I look after Munster and South Leinster. So it, it's a big region. It's a massive region, but we are lucky because we never had these roles before. These roles only exist, came into handball six months ago. So we never had regional development officers. So to have three regional development officers out on the ground now is helping us to promote handball. And, and we've seen over the last six months the growth that ha has brought. So it can only be positive moving forward. And are you employed by the Handball Association then? Is that I'm employed by GA Handball. GA handball yeah. And you're domiciled, are you domiciled here now in Clare or in the area? Are you still living at home in Wexford? No, I'm still a Wexford woman now, but just don't hold that against me. <laughs> I noticed uh, when, when, when Marguerite mentions her sport, she's obviously a GA Handball. You put the two together because a lot of people just say handball. Uh, and it was important to get the whole... I was talking about it there an hour ago with Leo that uh, sometimes you think when GA is mentioned in public it's just seen as camogie and hurling of Gaelic football and ladies football and the handball maybe isn't getting the same you know put out there in the front so you, you, you always say GA handball in an which is interesting and look I'm a handballer for 30 years I mix up in it from a voluntary level yeah. on different county committees and so on and so forth so I, I'm a true handballer but um, we're probably guilty of just calling a handball yeah, ourselves yeah that's, that's my point and, yeah. but it is GA handball and we also now have Olympic handball in Ireland which is the other the version the, the team version so um, yes but we're GA and we should be saying we're GA handball Margaret before we let you go what are the main challenges ahead or where do you see the biggest challenge ahead into promoting the, the game of handball at the moment well it's competing with so many other sports in Ireland um, and, and that's a challenge because when you're going out and you're trying to promote your sport you're competing with all these other sports what makes handball so unique is it's, it's, it's very cheap everyone has a wall a ball is a couple of euros to buy so for a financial point of view it's very very cheap I know if I go out and I buy a, 
hurl and a helmet for my young lad at home. I'm talking 90 euro or 100 euro and he could break the hurl in five minutes, whereas with handball, it's cheap, it's sustainable. So for that, that makes us a little bit more accessible for everybody and we hope to grow it in that way too. We are speaking of Wexford and I can remember years ago uh, watching, uh, well, Ned Boogie was the man, he was playing. I know he, Ned well, yeah. yeah. He, was, he yeah. was the hurler and, 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 and the handballer. He was the first dual, one of the first dual players I know. Yeah. Obviously you had Dick Ling, Dick, Ling. Dick Ling before that. I think there was a, had Kirby beat a Pat Murphy in a Murphy, North yeah. Ireland final yeah. come back in the, in, in, the, in the 70s. What's the state of handball like in Wexford at the moment? It, it's good, it's good. Like every county, there's always room for improvement. You know, we have to um, we have to continue to grow our sport. We have to continue to recruit new members because I think that's where sport falls down. That if you think that we're okay, because you have to continue, continue, and continue. So look, like every county, we all need a little bit of work. And in your in your sorry in your general area to cover Marguerite. Clear, a clear, I think it's nine vineyards in use this weekend. Uh, in, in, what's the average number? Say, what's the largest number of clubs in any counties you're visiting? Probably um, the largest number. Cork, I presume. But Cork would probably not. be up there. I would probably say. No, I'm not just saying. But maybe Kilkenny or Wexford, probably. I'd okay. Say, yes. And yeah. that would be. They'd be more. Well, more. It would be probably have 13, uh, 12, yeah. 13 okay, in them counties. Yeah. 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 Okay. So as we just before we let you go. The, I think there's a timeout. I'm not sure it's gone to one all here, but second game, yeah. Second game, so it's one all, and I'm not sure what's Robbie. There seems to be something. I said they're going to take it. Are they leaving it? Yeah, but there's a shake hands here. I'm not too sure. Is there something after happening there? I think that's Robbie done. Has Robbie picked up an injury? I'm not sure now. I think that's Robbie done. Oh. I think Robbie. Oh. Okay. Unfortunate to see here you know, any player after the fourth like after the entry, but you can see he's all the player at the stage, he just must be feeling too bad. He doesn't feel comfortable enough to move on it, so he doesn't want to make it worse playing on the tiebreaker perhaps. Yeah, I mean the, the disappointing for both parties, but you know, you have to take your safety and your you know, your safety has come first, doesn't it? That's it, that's it. You know. but, it's a long season, like you know, you yeah, want to be exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, Margarita, for uh, the final itself and for everyone here, it's come to a premature end. Injury has forced Robbie McCarthy to throw in the towel, shall we say. He did pick up injury over there at the, on the left-hand wall earlier there in the second game, and it seems to be hampering his moment. And rather than, you know, there's a long season ahead, it's probably the right decision. It is, it is. If, if he's after feeling any little twinge at all there, he's probably making the best call to, to just pull out because if he continues on an injury, he could end his season very, very quickly and next year is a big year ahead. So look, it's disappointing to see because the tiebreaker would have been a spectacular game. But um, I suppose it's nice for the banner to get to, to, get to that, that title as well and especially in his home court as well. So well done to Dermot. And of course, Marguerite, Dermot has been a massive ambassador, you know, along with Robbie and all the handball, but for handball here in Clare, you know, and internationally he's, he has proved he's uh, worked as well. Oh, he is without doubt, without doubt. I, when Marika goes to run competitions, there's a list of Irish names and Dermot is on the top of that list. Yeah, no, internationally as well, he's very well recognised and he will be held very high in very high regard as well. Marguerite, before we let you go as well, there's a, a handballer from Kevin who I used 
I used to love watching him playing the handball because he was also a dual player with Kevin in the football, Paul Brady. Is there any chance that man is going to make a comeback with the World Championships in, in Ireland next next summer? I would hope he would, but I'm not sure on I'm not sure on that to be honest. You know that way we would love to see Paul Brady coming back because he is he's up there probably rated as one of the best 40 by 20 players that has ever graced Ireland. Oh. So I would love to see Paul back in the court because his style and his the way he plays the game is just beautiful to watch. I couldn't comment on whether he will be back or not. <laughs> Come here, Marguerite. You're very good to talk to us here on Scarab Bay News Radio. Look, the very best look in your role as GA Regional Handball Development Officer. And we'll be watching it into to see what, what improvements are being made. You no, remember no, no, that no, Wexford woman, will you? Well, you <laughs> yeah. Lads, thanks for having me. It's been thanks a pleasure. Thanks for joining